host, Caroline Susco, and I am so excited to be back for another episode. I just got home from swimming at the pool all day, and my friends just left after a wonderful celebration for my 21st birthday. My birthday was Thursday, and they came up from New Hampshire and Mass for the weekend in Boston. Well, Boston is Mass, but you guys know what I mean. And it was so much fun, and I'm feeling extra, extra grateful that my friends took the time to drive four hours to spend a weekend with me, and it just meant the world and more. I, I know everyone can think of those friends that will just go the extra mile for you, and you know that saying, like, if he wanted to, he would? It really goes along with the relationships and your friends, too. If they wanted to, they would. If your friends want to do something for you, they will. They will go the extra mile. One of my friends who was invited to my party, she was like, I don't care. I will quit my job. I am going to be there. And my friend, my other friend, she was so anxious because she has traveling anxiety, sort of like I do. And she was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you. And it just, it was such a special weekend. And it got me thinking about now that I'm now 21. I've learned a lot in this past year. So, so much from so many different people for good reasons, for bad reasons. But I've learned so much. And I was watching the Barbie movie on Friday and that's how we started my birthday weekend. Oh my gosh, I love Barbie. I've always been a Barbie stan. And it came out on my birthday and I was like, oh my gosh. So we went to go see it and it was the most empowering girl boss movie ever. Like I went into the movie theater thinking this was going to be like a funny comedy, just like reliving the Barbie days from when we were little. No, like I, everything that was said was so preachable. And so like, yes, yes, yes. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. And by the end of the movie, I felt so empowered and so, so inspired. When my friends and I were leaving the movie theater, one of my friends goes, so she's been debating a while if she wants to go to grad school or not. And she goes, I'm going to grad school. That's it. Barbie convinced me I'm going. And you go into the movie thinking it's just going to be a funny movie with like Will Ferrell and Ryan Gosling and Mario Robbie. But you leave the movie theater questioning so much about the society. And not only that, but how women have to be so perfect for what? And it just shows that women are toys. Women don't have to fall down to men's feet and do whatever they want when they please. And in this Barbie movie, they show that women are the superiority. Women have the wonderful careers and our girl bosses. Oh my gosh, in the beginning of the movie, it was two Barbies and they're like, all right, husbands, like we're leaving for work. And they're like, okay, have a good day because it's always like stay home moms while husbands go make money. But it was like literally the total opposite. And it just made you feel so empowered because you're like, I want to be just like her. I mean, when we're little, we were always like, I just want to be just like Barbie. But it's now I want to be just like Barbie because I want to be that empowering woman she is. I want to be the one making money. I want to be the one with an amazing career because I worked so hard. I want to be the woman who sees so much worth in herself that she doesn't need it from men around her. And oh my gosh, just such an amazing movie. And it was a great way to start my 21st birthday weekend. I actually think I'm going to do an episode just about talking about this Barbie movie because there is so much to unpack with it. But first, I got to give you guys the chance to watch it because it's only day three of it being out in the movie theaters. But anyway, I swear I had a point to this. So after I was feeling super inspired, I went home and I was like, oh my gosh, I want a podcast right now. I'm feeling great and I, want, I have so much to say. 
but it was like one in the morning uh, and I would have been delusional. But I realized I had learned so much from that movie and saw it from a different perspective because someone can say something, but hearing it from another perspective in just like a slight twist of words can mean so much more and make all the difference. Like someone may say it one way, but someone saying it another way may totally click with, click with you even more. It's just sometimes the way the idea is presented. So I decided that this week I was going to do 20 things I learned at 20 and give you guys a perspective and lesson from my POV and talk about it because I think it could help some people and I've definitely learned a lot this year. But, you know, I was at Barbie and I was like, you know what, I really want to do this episode because Barbie taught me a lot in that movie. So I feel like I have some things that could help people out. And... So we're going to do 20 things I learned at 20, but before we get started, the grateful of today was my 21st birthday weekend. It was so much fun. So Friday, like I said before, we went to Barbie, my friends from UNH came up, and my friends from school came, so we all hung out together. We saw Barbie Friday, Saturday, we went to the horse racing track and stayed there for a couple hours. I lost my money. <laughs> I bet on a horse called Husband Material and it lost. So that just so shows. <laughs> Don't always be betting on Husband Material. <laughs> There's bigger things out there. All right. So we went to there and then we came back, regrouped, and then we got ready for the bars, did some karaoke, had some cake. And then we went out. It was so much fun. People in Saratoga that night were extra silly. Something was in the water or something. But everyone was so funny. Story for another time. And then they all slept over and they just left earlier today. So what a fun weekend. And that's definitely what I'm grateful for. So now I get to look back on 20 with you guys. Talk about life lessons. Some of the best advice I ever got. And times I went wrong to maybe help some other people out there hear it in a new way or you know just hear what I learned and get some insight all right first one make your own judgment when it comes to anything learn for yourself if they are mean don't listen to what other people say because again there are two sides to absolutely every story and they might end up being your best friend so don't listen to other people because everyone is different. Everyone meshes differently. Everyone gets along differently. So just see for yourself. And oh my gosh, it's such a pet peeve of mine when people are like, oh my gosh, she is so mean. And she ends up literally being an angel. Like nine out of ten times when someone says someone's mean. Mm, okay. Seven, seven out of ten times when someone says someone's mean. It's usually just because they've had... A falling out but you may actually end up being really good friends with them so make your own judgments when it comes to people and same with clothing same with opinions if you like something wear it if you don't like something don't wear it don't listen to other people's judgments of what they like and don't like because again that's what makes this world go around everyone likes and dislikes different things different opinions different people and that's what makes life so cool because we're not all the same clones of each other. So, number one, make decisions for yourself and let yourself realize these things and get on that path of your own self-discovery because you don't discover yourself with other people telling you who to hang out with, who's nice, who's mean, the clothes you should wear, the clothes that are ugly, 
what opinions right, what opinions wrong. It's about finding yourself, and to find yourself, you have to figure these things out on your own and not worry about what other people think because everyone thinks differently. So don't completely cut ties with something or someone because you've just heard something. Make decisions for yourself and let yourself figure it out on your own. All right, number two, the I get to, not I have to mindset is such a big one and the key to living a great life. And it's because you're taking on the mindset of positivity and realizing how grateful you are in your everyday activities, in your everyday life. Because there is nothing we absolutely have to do in this life. There's things that we may feel obligated to do, but we don't technically have to do them. And by changing this mindset, you're subconsciously changing the way you think. And you go from, I'm forced to do this, to I'm so lucky that I am able to do this. So example, today I was talking to my cousin and I was like, oh, I have to go home and do this podcast. And I was like, wait, 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 no, I have to, or I'm going home because I get to go do this podcast and record it. I'm so lucky to be able to have this podcast. I'm lucky I get to the chance to talk with you guys every other Wednesday and share with you guys my thoughts, my feelings, what's on my mind and help you guys to learn from my mistakes and help you guys to feel like you're not alone. And that's a privilege. It's not something I have to do. I don't have to get on this mic every other week and talk with you guys. I choose to and I get to. And I feel lucky enough to do that. And that's with absolutely everything you go through in life and every opportunity you experience. You get to do it. You're lucky enough to have that opportunity to be able to do something that you know many others may not be able to do. So by changing your perspective, it allows you to realize and actually see that you are living a great life with so many opportunities and so many things you get to do. And sometimes it takes the way you speak, the way your mindset is framed to realize that. So by having the mindset, I get to do all these things. I have the privilege to do these things instead of I have to do these things. It's going to change your life in the way that you see everything because you're not going to see everything as a chore or a challenge. You're going to see it as an opportunity. Number three of things I learned in my 20s, quality over quantity. I've never heard this saying until this year. And once I heard it, it was like snapped, clicked right into my life and made what I was feeling make perfect sense. Throughout our lives, we think that a quantity is better than quality. We think the more we have of something, the better off we are, whether that's money, whether that's clothes, whether that's friends. There's so many things that just because we think we have more of makes our life better. But once we have those things, we quickly realize that it doesn't make our lives better just because we have more of them. And just because we have more of them doesn't make them better. First, I like to think about it with clothes. You could spend the same amount of money and you could buy 10 tops, or you could spend the same amount of money and buy one really well-made top. Those 10 tops you have are going to last, but they're not going to last forever, and they're going to go away really quickly, and they're going to tear and wear relatively soon. Whereas the shirt you chose the quality over, it's going to last you longer. It's going to serve you more purpose. And just like clothes, this is the exact same thing with relationships and people. You do not need a hundred friends. You just need one good one. And I 
oh my goodness, there's so many times in my life where I thought I needed every friend here. I needed so many friends because I thought quantity over quality. But I was very long and I learned that really quickly when I had 30 medium friends who were very good people, but there were very few that I actually felt like I could fully be myself around, that I felt would always be there for me when I needed help, would always be a shoulder to cry on, would always just be an empowering, awesome girl boss best friend. And I also realized by having 30 friends of medium friends, I just lost so much energy because I was entertaining so many more people and putting so much energy out there to only get half in return. So this past year, I definitely would say I looked at my life and said, life and everything in life is about quality over quantity. I don't need to have 100 friends. I don't even need to have 10 friends. I just need one really good one that is a really quality, good relationship. Because without that, all those 30 medium friends don't give you that thing that that one person can give you, which is that quality of a good friend, of a good person. So realize who those quality people are around you. Put your energy there into those people. And next time you hang out with someone, think, do I want to be hanging out with 10 people that, you know, I feel good with, but I don't feel great with? Or do I just want to be hanging out with that one person who makes me feel like a superstar always? Who gives me such a good laugh? Who is always that one person you would want to be there with you in any room, in any situation. Those are the people that you want to be around. So when you're going shopping, whether it's for clothes, whether it's metaphorically for friends, you can spend the same amount of money, the same amount of time on that one quality item or person. And that's where you want to spend your money. That's where you want to spend your time. So quality over quantity is a very big one I've learned this year. And especially for my younger listeners listening, especially when you're going through high school, realize that because for me, I thought it was the end of the world if I didn't have a million friends in high school. And that bit me in the butt really quick when I had a lot of friends, but not too, too many super close, reliable friends. So please keep that in mind. My next one, number four, is about motivation and being dedicated. And this one is that you can be lazy now or you can be lazy later. I thought about this for quite a while, so hear me out when I try to explain this, but if you spend the early times of your life being lazy, you get out what you put into life. So if you spend that time being lazy, that's probably the result it's going to breed. And if you don't want to see this result, you have to make a change. And so, for example, personally for me, I don't want to be in an office my whole life. I don't want to work a nine to five. It's not for me. I want to work for myself. It's something I've always seen myself doing and it's something I've always really wanted. And if I was lazy now and just saying, oh, I really want it, I probably wouldn't get it because I was lazy. I didn't set myself apart from the rest. I didn't give myself the foundation to work for myself. And I'm going to say it right here. I'm not saying don't ever be lazy, but there's a time and a place for laziness, and we all need it. We don't, don't work every day of your life. You need to have lazy days, but what I'm saying is work your butt off now so you can enjoy that time later, because if you work that time now, 
and work your butt off to get you where you want to be and live that dream life, you'll be able to be lazy later and you can say you've lived your dream life. So I don't know if I explained this well, but what I'm trying to say is you can spend the same amount of time being lazy now and live the average life because you didn't put in the work now, or you can work your butt off now and then be lazy later because you've lived your dream life and you've succeeded. All right, number five, spend money on experiences over items. You're always going to remember experiences, times you make with people. And I'm not saying you have to spend money to have an experience. You could literally just go on a walk. You could just go play tennis. But these experiences are where you want to spend your money over items because items are only getting you so far. Items will, yeah, they'll make you feel good. That shirt will make you feel good for the moment. But you're not going to remember it two years later from now. It's not going to serve you later down the road. I mean, it may get you dressed, but it's not going to be a fun memory. There's no memories that come with clothing. The experience is what the memory is. This past year, I've spent less money on clothing and more money on doing things. And I've kind of switched the way I've spent my money and where I'm allocating this money. And by doing that, I realized I made so much more memories and spent the exact same amount of money. It's just choosing what you want to do with that money. And experiences in these memories are going to last your lifetime. So piece of advice, choose the experience over the shirt. Choose the concert over the new dress. All right, number six, I have to thank podcasts for teaching me moments by Lexi Hidalgo. I was listening to her podcast a while back this year. And before I listened to this episode, I thought a productive day was getting up at 7 a.m. and starting that day, start to finish, perfectly productive. I thought, okay, if I don't get to the gym at 6 a.m., get this assignment done by 7, focus on this by 8, and continue with that all throughout the day in that rigid schedule, then it wasn't a productive day. So if I woke up and decided not to go to the gym or didn't feel good, I was like, shoot, this whole day is now not going to be productive. But when I was listening to Lexi's podcast, she talked about how every day is like a four-quarter game. And what I mean by that is think of any game that has four quarters, football, and think about it that in the first quarter of the game, they may play awful. They may not know what they're doing. They may fumble the ball. They may mess up a play, not catch a ball. You get the idea. But in the second quarter, they might have a comeback. They may play the best they ever did and have a great game and win it all. And that's how it is with days. We may not do great first quarter of the day, but come back third quarter harder than ever, more productive than ever, getting so much done and having such a great day. Not every day has to look like 6 a.m., worked out, 7 a.m., did this, 8 a.m., did this, 9 a.m., so on, so on, so on. Your productive day could start at 8 p.m. and just go to 10 p.m. and you get everything done. And it's just like a game. So don't think you need to start your game perfect to end your game perfect. Don't think you need to start your day perfect to end your day perfect. Just like a game, you may lose the game, but you get back up. You keep going. No one's perfect. No one's going to have 100 productive days in a row. No one's going to win 100 games in a row. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes practice. Just like a game. Number seven of 20 things I learned at 20. If they wanted to, they would. Not if he wanted to, he would. 
if they wanted to, they would. Because this is not just about guys anymore. This is about relationships. This is about friendships. First, let's talk about guys, though. If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to take you out, he would. If he wanted to go the extra mile, he would. If he really liked you and wanted to show you these things, he would. And that's just like friendships. If they wanted to come somewhere, they would try. They would. Just like my friends I was telling you guys about coming to my birthday party. They bent over backwards to be here. And because they really wanted to be here, they wanted to have a fun week and we really wanted to do it. And it just shows if they really had that energy, they would. And those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And again, I'm not saying there's not times for mess ups. And there's times where you actually can't do what you would want to do for them. But the main idea of what I'm saying here is effort. Effort is so big when it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to family, when it comes to anything. So give your time and spend your time with people who are putting in that effort to be with you, to want to be with you, to want to hang out with you, to want to do things with you, to want to talk with you. But I also, once I think about this, I also want to take this back a little. Because by saying to you, if they wanted to, they would with the relationships, with friendships, with whatever, it's giving them the power to make the decisions. And Hello, we are perfectly capable of making these decisions on our own of what we deserve and what we want and not putting it in the hands of other people. So also, if not if they wanted to, they would, but also if we wanted to, we would. We would also go the extra mile and have that power in our own hands and have our own power to give out to people. So it's a mixture of both, but really knowing that the right people will put effort into everything to being with you to the things they do to the things they say to the actions they take and spend your time with those kinds of people because you want to be around those people that know how much you are worth that know the girl boss queen beautiful amazing person you are inside and out number eight my mom has said this to me since i was little by michelle obama when they go low you go high don't stoop to the lowness level of people around you It may be hard. It may be so frustrating that all you want to do is yell back or just do something in return. But it is so not worth it. And just keep your head high and try not to waste a breath. Because when you go high, when you become the bigger person, people notice that around you. People very quickly pick up when someone's acting low versus when someone's acting mature. And going low is so easy to do. I... (laughs) If anyone gets it, I get it. Sometimes when someone says something to you, all you want to do is yell back, is say something back, and oh my gosh, there's so many times where you think and you know exactly what you want to say, but you take a second and you're like, why am I wasting a breath on this person? Why am I going to stoop to their level of lowness when that's their goal is to get you on the same low playing field? Know your worth. Know you're better than that. Know you don't need to waste a breath on these people and just keep going high just smile actually give your energy to things that actually matter and people that actually matter to you all right number nine as simple as it may be don't follow the crowd this one i'm gonna keep it short and simple but for me i don't tend to do what a lot of people my age do i don't tend to love being a partier going out drinking the college scene just isn't for me in that way I'm more of the person who would love to 
set myself further in other ways, get ahead, read, watch a movie, stay in. It's just more my vibe. I'd rather have that real connection with someone than just like going out and being drunk with people around me and like having fake conversations and saying hi to people that just no I don't like it and I know myself better than anyone else you know yourself better than anyone else and you know what works for you and you know what doesn't work for you so don't fall into the crowd in what the normal is just because everyone around is you is doing it don't fall into the FOMO because is it really FOMO if you don't like what's going on? There were times where people would throw parties and I would say like, no, I'm going to stay home, but thank you so much for inviting me. And I'd be like, oh, I really, I'd see the videos and be like, oh, this looks so much fun. Like, why didn't I go? And then I realized, like, I actually think about the situation at hand. I'm like, Caroline, you don't like drinking and you know you would just be not good in that environment. And I've noticed a lot of people when they turn 21, they think that they have to get into drinking and be a partier and go out and drink, 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 drink. No, just because you're 21 and can drink now doesn't mean you have to break your habits and get out of the things that you like doing and feel comfortable doing. 21 is literally just an age and it means nothing. So keep doing what you like doing and don't change things just because people around you are. So is it really FOMO or is it just the idea of having FOMO that you're scared about? Are you actually feeling like you're missing out or is it the idea of just being not at something, doing something that everyone likes to do and everyone is at, you know, think about it like that because you'll look online and the way you see things are first so not true to what actually went on, which brings me to number 10, that Everything looks better and easier and more lively on the outside. And that's a drawback of social media because we think that everything looks perfect. But we also have to remember that everyone's thing is staged to look perfect. Everything is staged to have that aesthetic lifestyle that so many people want and yearn for. Think about it when we take pictures. We don't take one picture and just post it every single time. We take 100 pictures. We stage our bodies. We pose a different way. We put our hair a different way. And we do that just so we can say we got that one perfect photo that makes our life look great and perfect and quote-unquote aesthetic. But is it really that? We don't see the behind the scenes. We don't see the behind the scenes of FOMO either. We don't see what really goes on at the party. We don't actually feel what we would be feeling if we were at that party. It's just that we're not there. We think it's perfect. We think that... We don't realize that what goes into the background of making that perfect photo, what makes it look like the perfect Snapchat of a perfect night out. We don't see that. We're not there. We don't realize that. And same thing with anything. Same thing with jobs. Same thing with making money. Same things with everything. We don't see the work that goes into it. We don't see the sweat and tears that go into these things. We usually almost always just see everything that looks good. And what looks easier. Because who wouldn't want everyone to think that they're living the perfect, easy lifestyle? I mean, that's the goal, right? That's what society thinks we need to have. An easy, good-looking life. But luckily, we've also seen the other side. Social media has allowed us to see that everything's not like that. Everyone's not getting perfect grades all the time. Everyone's hair does not always look that good. Everyone's not always getting 100% on every test. Everyone's not seeing the work you put into that. 
it's just one piece of the big picture. And yeah, you may even get a glimpse of the parts that don't look so easy. But that's still not the full picture. That's a quarter of the entire circle of all the hard things that have gone wrong in people's lives. So this year, I started looking for that more in people's lives. And I started realizing that when I scrolled, when I saw a really pretty picture or someone somewhere or someone getting a really good grade, I was like, yes, you go. But I also am like, all right, I didn't see the whole process that went into this. I didn't see the a thousand photo camera roll just to pick this one photo. I didn't see the girl working her butt off nine to five to make sure she got this promotion. We only see a part of it. And so of course it looks easier on the outside, but it's not. And by realizing it's not, it helps to start not comparing because we don't see everyone's life. How can you compare your life to someone you don't know all the pieces to? You can't. So be super cognizant of that when you're scrolling, when people are telling you stories, because we forget that sometimes. We forget. Okay, on to number 11. It's a loaded one, so we'll dissect it little by little. But the idea is that to create your best self, you want to create your best potential. And by creating your best potential, it's not compromising into average. It's not settling for something you know isn't your best for settling with people that you know aren't the best it's not just settling because it's easy it's getting out there and it's creating your higher potential because you know what you deserve at the end of the day you know the good people that you're supposed to be around you know the hard work you need to put in now so you can get those big dreams you've always dreamed of and achieve them so example say this guy treats you nice he's a nice person but he's, he's a beige flag. So you know how people say people are, there's red flags about people which are bad things, green flags, good things, and beige flags which are like, meh, like it's something they're doing that's not great or it's them as a person that, you know, it's not awful, but it's not great. It's just kind of there and you're kind of accepting it and you're like, yeah, th- this could be good. It's, but you're realizing, you know, like deep down, it's not what you deserve but you know what you're just kind of accepting through it and going through the motions of it because it's something new it's different it's fun but quickly you start to realize that's not everything you deserve in life and it's not everything you've dreamed of and that's the life we should be living the one we dreamed of the one we've worked hard to achieve the one we know we deserve and this also goes with jobs as well if we settle for a job that's not serving us that's paying us bare minimum that's not having any stepping stones to something bigger we're just settling into average we're not trusting the process and waiting for something bigger and better to happen we just end up saying oh this is it this is what I was meant to do instead of keep going so it's important to realize what you deserve who you deserve and the life you want to live and take nothing less than that I saw this quote on Pinterest and it was like this girl wouldn't settle until everything on her Pinterest became a reality. And that was just more like a quote. It's obviously not perfectly real. But she knew what she deserved. She knew the people she wanted around her. She knew the job she wanted to make. She knew the life she wanted to have. And she didn't settle for average when she knew she had the chance to achieve greatness and achieve that dream life. So don't settle for average when it comes to people, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to experiences, when it comes to life. You know what you're meant to have and get get on that track to have it. Keep going. I've definitely used this quote in an episode before, but it was like, imagine at the end of the life you get a piece of paper that says what your life could have been if you just kept going. 
and imagine you just needed to take one more step, get out of one more bad relationship, or, you know, just go that extra mile one more time to have that dream life click and be into action. So that's how I like to live every day and think about that every day. When I want to settle, when I want to be tired, the dream life is in reach and sometimes it's literally just one more step away. So always take that step one more time. Number 11, what other people say about you is none of your business because you know who you are, you know how you act, you know how you behave, you know how you treat people and you know that more than anyone else. So when people start coming into your life that you don't even know or are just irrelevant in your lifetime at this point and start talking rudely about you or talking down about you, it is none of your business what they think about you because it has absolutely nothing to do with you because what they're saying has nothing to deal with your character and you know that. So when people say stuff like this, it's none of your business. Don't let it be your business when people say, oh my gosh, you want to hear what so-and-so said about you? No, because it's none of your business because that's not the person you are. And why do you want to hear about something that's not the person you are? And if you're worried about people believing it, then you realize who actually your friends are because you know the friends who actually know you would not believe it. And if they are believing it, they're not your real friends because they know your true colors and they know that's not you. So next time someone says, oh my gosh, so-and-so said this and this and this, do I need to tell you this? Say, I, I don't care to listen because it's not true and it's not right. It's like those tell-alls at, on Bachelor where everyone's talking crap about random people that they don't know and people are like oh my gosh can you believe they did that and all those people who are saying that are just random viewers watching who know nothing about these people's lives so realize that when someone has something bad to say about you and don't let it become your business because it's not the person you are and that one's so important so always just keep it in the back of your mind all right number 12 working so in order to run, you have to walk. And to walk, you have to start somewhere. So work a nine to five, do whatever you need to do to stay on your feet. But then from five to 10pm, hustle, learn new skills in that time frame and learn stuff that's going to help you go further, help you get closer to your dreams. Because if you spend every day from five to 10, just watching TV, and just hanging you're not learning anything. You're not bettering yourself much. And it's not going to help you in your future. But if you just allocate a few hours every day to that side hustle that you really want, you're going to be there in a heartbeat and not even realize it. You're going to get so far on your own because you dedicated that time to something that was so important to you. And that's something that can help you with your future and help you get to that dream of yours. But if you don't spend that time doing that, you begin to realize all the time you wasted on shows that ended up having no meaning. Yes, they were entertainment in the moment, but how much did they actually help you later? And again, I'm not saying, oh, you have to cut all shows out of your life and all entertainment. No, because that, that wouldn't make sense. We all need entertainment. We all need breaks. But by setting time aside to work on that hustle, it allows so many more doors to be open and it will allow you to feel so much more fulfilled and productive. Every day after school, for so many years, I would just go home, watch TV, eat, watch some more TV, and then I kind of started realizing how much it was just not helping me at all. And again, we have one life to live. We have so many opportunities in this world just waiting for us. So why aren't we taking advantage of every single one of those opportunities when we can? 
I promise you, this will help you. And this is something I learned over years. And you know, at first it may be like, oh, all I want to do is watch TV right now. But 10 years from now, when you're living your dream life, you're not going to look back and say, oh, I wish I watched TV. You're going to say, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Okay, on to number 13. We're getting there. The talker in me is talking. Oh my goodness. All right, number 13. The relationship you have with yourself dictates other relationships. So if you don't have self-love for yourself, how are you going to love the other people around you? And it's a hard pill to swallow. You know, so many of us think that a man is the answer to our problems of not feeling validated, of not feeling confident, of waiting for compliments from other people. No, you need to find those compliments in yourself. You need to be able to compliment yourself. You need to be able to love yourself alone with no one else is around. Do you, do you see what I'm saying though? Like this goes for friendships too. This goes for absolutely any kind of relationships. Say you really want to be friends with this person, but you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself and you tend to get jealous of people very easily and very quickly. Then that ends up being the framework for how that relationship works out. And it doesn't end up being the best when you can't be the best for yourself. Think about it like building a house. If you have the framing of the house, but it's weak and shaky because it wasn't built well, as you build the house up, it's still going to be shaky and not built very well. And now on the other hand, if you have a strong framework for this house, that house is going to be able to stand strong on its own and be built into something great. So think about the relationship you have with yourself as that framework. If it's a strong framework, you're going to be able to stand on your own and have great relationships. If it's a weak framework, you're going to be shaky, you're going to be wobbly, and these relationships aren't going to be as strong as they can be. So all that work starts within yourself, and it domino effects into the relationships you build and have with other people. Number 14, I learned this about two months ago. This lady at work told me this, and it stuck with me. And she said that sorry is a word that should not be in your vocabulary often. I find myself saying sorry so many times, even in little situations where they make absolutely no sense to say sorry. Like, I'll be at work and I won't get something. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Can you explain that again? Or just say you're at the grocery store and two people are both coming around the corner and you almost bump into someone. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Stop saying sorry because it's not, it's not the sorry you need to be saying. You don't need to be saying sorry. You say sorry for things like, when you hurt someone's feelings, when you mess up in a big way, not just little ways. Because when we say sorry excessively, it one, loses meaning, and two, very quickly shows your lack of confidence. We are confident girl bosses. We know when we need to say sorry and we know when we don't need to say sorry. So save sorries when you actually need to say them and try not to say sorry just so you can move on and forget about it. I mean, in some situations, it's just easier to do that. What I'm trying to say is sorry isn't a word that should be in your everyday vocabulary. So take it out and notice it because you'll hold so much more confidence when you stop saying sorry and realizing that this isn't your fault, that these things aren't your fault, that everything in life that goes bad is not your fault. Okay, number 15. Yeah, actually, yes, I realize I um, skipped a number. We're at 15. Um, number 15, the only thing talking shit does is exhaust you and digs you deeper. Oh my goodness. If I could tell one thing to my high school self, that would be it because I learned so much by knowing this. It just gets you dragged into things. It does not serve you. It does not serve anyone else. And it just digs you deeper and gets you involved in things you don't need to be involved in. So this one's simple enough. 
The less shit you talk, the better. Minimize it or keep it at a zero. Just so much easier and will serve you so much better. And when you take talking crap out of your life and take it out of your vocabulary, you realize you have so much more time to get to know a person, to make connections, deeper connections with a person, and actually talk about real things that are important. So use your time wisely and get to know someone, hear about their day, learn something about them. It'll give you such a deeper friendship instead of talking crap about the girl at your school or about the guy down the street. And it'll keep your life a lot more happier and a lot less stressful. Okay, number 18, find your why. Find what sets your soul on fire. And if it's not what you're doing, pivot. Every time I think of the word pivot now, I just think of that scene of Ross carrying around the couch on Friends. (laughs) But don't spend this precious time of your life doing something you don't want to do or that you don't like. Take that time to realize that you don't like it. Learn from it and try something new because life is so short to be doing something we don't like doing. So if you're not excited to do it, if you're not looking forward to it, I mean, there are some things that we do have to do, like go to work, and we're not going to love our job every day. But if it's something that's bringing you miserable energy every day, figure out a new path because there's always something out there and there's always something that can make you happy out there. All right, second to last one, number 19. You're the one you have to be with 24-7, so make it someone you love. Um, I heard this, again, on another podcast. I'm blanking on whose podcast it was. I want to say it was Lexi Adalgo's podcast. Again, what a queen. She's amazing. But, um, But really think about it. There is no other person you are with more than yourself. And you don't think about it that you're with yourself because you are yourself. But you have to deal with your thoughts every day. You have to deal with who you are as a person every day. So you might as well love the person you are. So you might as well make it an enjoyable place. Love the clothes you're wearing. Love who you are. Love how you treat others. Love yourself. Because at the end of the day, you could be someone you're not just to please other people. But then when it's just you and yourself alone, you're not pleasing yourself. So why why would you want to live every day like that? And don't you think it's so important to be happy with yourself and please yourself first before anyone else. Because again, going back to the relationship thing, if you're not pleased with yourself, you're not going to be pleased with others. If you don't love yourself, you're, it's going to be really hard to love others. So just like you want to spend time with positive, happy, nice people, be that same person for yourself because you're a friend of yourself. Your mind's a friend with yourself. And you want it to be a nice, enjoyable place. And finally... Number 20, when they say consistency is key, they mean it when it comes to absolutely everything. I really learned this when it came to social media and TikToking and posting on Instagram that it pays off. And the more consistent you are, the more people see you, the more your voice gets out there, the more your word gets out there, the more your picture gets out there, the more your ideas get out there. But when you're not consistent, obviously nothing's going to change. And that's with anything you do in your life. If you don't work hard and keep that work ethic going, nothing's going to change. If you just, you just have to make every day 1% better by putting in that 1% of work. Because together, all those 1% add up to 100%. And you'll go from there and you'll grow from there. And I feel like so many people tell us this secret. They say consistency is key. Just keep going. Just keep doing it. And we totally let it go. We don't believe it. We think there's an easy way to it. There isn't an easy way to achieving your dreams, to achieving your goals. The way everyone does it is being consistent. 
and working day in and day out to get their dream, to achieve their goal, to get the grade, to do what they want to do. And that's what you have to do. You have to be consistent. So the only thing that's differentiating you and the person that has your dream is their consistency, their drive. And when they say consistency is key, they're giving you the answer. They're doing all they can to help you. You have to take that advice and run with it and focus on it and put in that hard work and stay consistent with whatever you're doing because it's going to pay off. Just like I said before, that 1% will turn into 100% if you keep going at it, if you keep trying. And that is something I've seen so much on TikTok already. I would say to myself, I really want to get a good following on TikTok so my message of On the Bright Side can spread and more people can learn about it and I can help more people. And every influencer in person said the same thing. Be consistent. I didn't be consistent. And that was the number one thing I was lacking. And I was yet wondering why nothing was changing. But when I became consistent, I saw the growth. And once you become consistent in anything, the growth comes. You just have to be patient. And that was a very important life lesson because it's not only with work. It's with everything you want to do in life. If you work at it hard enough, if you keep it at your dream, if you see it every day, just like your dream board, seeing it every single day and stay consistent with the vision and what you want, it'll come. It will come. I promise you. You just have to keep working for it and keep working at it. And that is all 20 of the things I learned at 20. You guys, I was, I had 30 of these, but I had to dial it down to 20. So I picked my favorite ones that I think have helped me a lot throughout this year. And by just knowing them, I felt better. It felt like when I learned these, it was steps closer and closer to living my best life. And I obviously want everyone to live their best life. No gatekeeping here. So these are the things I've learned in the past year that I hope you can learn from and take with you wherever you go. And yeah, actually, there's one that I didn't get to say that I feel like is really important. So we're just going to treat this as a bonus round, super short and sweet. But the one thing I wanted to add that I think is really important that can't be left out is that it's so important to focus on the love you have and not the love you lack. There are so many people who love you around you And there's so many people who you mean the world to. Focus on those relationships and stop saying, I don't have this. I don't have this. Not everyone has every perfect relationship in their life. So start looking at all that you have and be so in love with those relationships and be so grateful for them. You don't need to have a boyfriend to have successful relationships. You can have a wonderful relationship with your mom. You can have a wonderful relationship with one of your best friends. A wonderful relationship with your dad. There's so much more to it and there's so many relationships. So focus on that and focus all the love that's being brought into your life and all those wonderful good relationships that you have and that you're so lucky to have. Okay, I promise I'm done now. So with that, I love you all so much and I'm so grateful for you guys. Oh, and last episode with Spencer got so much positive feedback and I'm so glad you all loved it so much. So thanks again for coming on this journey with me and supporting me. And remember to stay looking on the bright side. And I promise you, it'll serve you really well. Love you guys. Bye.